Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag Side Quest. I am your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. With me, your wonderful co-host, our mediocre gamer, Keith. And only with you this week. Hello. Yep, Liz is not here. So this is going to be a side quest episode. Wait, Keith, do you hear that? Yeah, I just heard a collective groan from all our listeners. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Liz finally left Andrew. We all knew it was going to happen, and today's the day. Today, literally today. But that's how committed Andrew is. He said, I'm going to still record an episode. Nah, we've had a very busy week. Uh, we've Me and Liz has recently moved, and then we had family that's like, hey, we want to come visit and see this house. And so we didn't really get time to play, because we were too busy unpacking and doing whatnots and, you know. Life just gets busy sometimes, so we're sorry. So here we are with a side quest episode that we don't have a name for. I don't know. What do we call this, Keith? The time Liz leaves us? Yeah. <laughs> womp womp. Boy talk. How about that? Guy time. I mean, if if you keep my soft opening, people will know about boy talk. <laughs> so it's this is really just on you, Andrew. I don't know if I really want to commit to side quest boy talk. That's weird. <laughs> but me and Keith thought we'd do an episode where we would talk about the many games that we've actually been playing on Game Pass that we kind of figured out really weren't worth doing an episode on. Because there are a ton of just small bite-sized games that are just kind of hard to do an episode on. And, you know, there's been some free-to-play games that we've been exploring. And also, we figured we could talk about some Game Pass news of some upcoming games coming out. So, I figured we first kick off this episode... By, uh, let's talk about a little couple of the games that we've been playing, Keith. Uh, you know, as I said, there's a ton of little small games that are kind of hard to do. Like for me, I've been on a kind of a a, a, ben- a bender. I was gonna say bender. I've been kind of on a bender on uh, working games. I guess is the best way to describe them. Basically, simulators. I mean, basically, if you see a game on Game Pass that's whatever simulator, y- yeah, you're kind of working. But man, I've been digging these games. So I've been playing, obviously, quite a bit of Farm Simulator, uh, Power Washing Simulator, Cooking Simulator just came out. I haven't picked that one up yet, but, you know, it's going to be on my list. Uh, house Flippers. Um, but yeah, so these games are essentially, you're essentially doing a job. And I don't know why, but I love them. So my biggest one I've been playing, you keep making comments about it, is Power Wash Simulator. Please tell me you've tried it yet, Keith. Oh my goodness. I mean, I, I've... Not nearly even touched the iceberg, I think, that is Power Wash Simulator. Though, on the you haven't cleaned you... the iceberg. Uh, use oh, proper uh, this wordage. Is, this is a valid point. I, I have not even cleaned the, the tip of the iceberg on, on Power Wash Simulator, but I have. And I I think it's it's so funny to me because the one thing about Human Fall Flat that you didn't like, oh, it feels like I'm working. And, and this has come up time and time again. It feels like this game's just trying to make me do work. I'm doing work. I'm doing a job. These games are literally work. <laughs> you, and, work and, and it is tedious work, too. Power Wash Simulator is no joke. Like, each level, even if you're efficient, you're looking at probably a good 20 to 30 minutes minimum. Heaven forbid you're, you're the least bit inefficient like myself. And, I don't know, that's 45 minutes sunk into that. And then will you have enough money for an upgrade? You won't, but you'll get to spend another 45 minutes washing another big old... Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Money's yeah. not the issue in the game. You need stars to unlock. That's the annoying thing. 
and this is true. And, and honestly, I I don't even want to make it sound negative because it is oddly fun. I I'm in the middle. So so on the time that I've played, and and this is also funny to me that you're on board with this, is the noise, the noise of the power. Wash yes, consistently. Oh, I usually play it on silent. Greeting. Yeah, it's but I also. I, it's almost brings me back to Anvil and uh, Anvil, whatever the sword breaker guy, angry yelling hammer guy. Yep, Anvil. So yeah, whatever that guy was, is it was a sound that's like I almost need it as part of the game as much as I can't stand it. Now really? I, I don't. The only thing I like is the satisfying ding every time you clean a sec- little uh, section. That is so satisfying to hear that noise. But yeah, you're just constantly hearing the entire time, and and it's annoying. And maybe that's part of it. But I will say it. I I, I did put me to sleep at least once. Oh, yeah. Same here. (laughs) (laughs) I have fallen asleep just praying at door. Yeah, a couple times I've done that. I'm not going to lie. But you know, I, I guess that's kind of the beauty of it. It's it's I think even in real life, power washing is just kind of a it's just like a nice, satisfying washing washing away and, and soothing. So there's something to be said for it. I I try I touched a little bit of house flippers. I couldn't really get into it. I don't Hold know on. about cooking well, simulator. Hold on. <sighs> Speaking of annoying noises, going just because you mentioned house flippers. House flippers has one of so there's the whole purpose, real quick, of house flippers, obviously, you know, you're a up-and-coming contractor person. You buy houses, you flip them. Obviously, that's the name of the game. There is one particular house. It is a castle. My God, the music, like, the music is always generally very calming, little just beeps and boops. It's just a relaxing kind of game. But then there's this, like, you buy this old gothic castle that's meant to be kind of spooky, like Dracula's Castle. There's a song they play that is so bad. Like, it was driving me insane. I turned my music off, in which I didn't like playing the game on silent, but I, like, I just sold the house. I didn't even, like, fully flip it because it was just so annoying. I have never played a game that had such a bad song for a certain level. It, like, was top of my list for worst soundtracks I've ever heard. So, if you play House Flippers, do not buy the castle. Just the soundtrack alone on that house was the worst. Yeah. Rant over. I don't know if I'll ever get to uh, to that level. Anywho, oh, I played a lot but of I house just, flippers. Like, but what's the deal with with all these simulator work games? Did is it all under one studio and Microsoft just bought the studio or like no? What, what is no, going these, on these are these are all different studios. Um, like House Flippers is um, a company in Germany, I think. They're they're a European studio that does uh, House Flippers. Um, as far as like the other simulators, they're kind of all over the place. Uh, I think it's just kind of a trend because people love these simulator games. I mean, heck, I love them. <laughs> like, uh, but like, I know like a bus, uh, bus driver simulator or or, tra- or truck simulator. I guess is the word. There's is a the, train uh, one too, right? Yeah, they have a huge cult following. Like, did you know Farm Simulator actually has an esport? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like esports competitions of like you're just how many haze of like how many bays of hail you can stack in a certain amount of time. Kind of crazy. But no, there's there's a huge Real market farming competitions. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but I mean, they're just they're fun games. Just just because, like, I'm not going to be a farmer. I'm not going to be a house flipper. I will say, with like I said, me and Liz just recently bought a house and playing house flippers. I'm like, oh boy, I can't wait to renovate things. I'm gonna tell you now, house flippers is probably the farthest simulator from these genre of games. Like. 
you are not going to be a construction person. You can't just get a sledgehammer and start smashing walls. That's not real life. Please don't do that to your house because, you know, it might be load-bearing or there might be something dangerous in the walls. Please don't just smash, start smashing things. But, I mean, it's just at least fun to kind of experience these things. Um, Power Washing Simulator 2, I will say, I didn't even think that game was too much of a simulator because, like, Farming Simulator to me is obviously a very good simulator you know you got to get your certain equipment do the certain things of you know pesticides and fertilizers and what have you power washing simulator you're just spraying things and it's just i was expecting more of you growing a business kind of thing like that like there's also lawnmower simulator we forgot to mention that one keith oh, geez, one of our yeah. friends is, is probably very upset that we haven't mentioned that one yet but it's just he doesn't listen to this yeah power washing simulator is more of an arcade simulator because the great thing about one of the best things about Power Wash Simulator is that it's co-op. Up to four players you can join with. And it's just, it's fun to kind of just spray things with your friends. I was playing with one of our listeners when he was on and I just jumped into his game and we just started spraying a treehouse. It was just a lot of fun. But I don't know. That is what you do in Power Wash Simulator. Simulator. I think Game Pass is kind of going through like months of themes. So this... And we're going to get into it with upcoming games coming out, but there's kind of an ongoing theme even with this month, which is kind of storytelling games. So I think that's just kind of what Microsoft's doing, which I think is awesome because, you know, these new games are coming in and they're trying to teach and show people like, hey, there's a whole world of video games out there. You don't know, like, try these things that you probably wouldn't try normally. Like, I I would have never bought Power Wash Simulator. If I saw that game, I would have been like, whatever. You spray things. I don't get it. But on Game Pass, I'm like, this is fantastic. Give me more of this. And another quick thing. I'll stop talking about Power Wash Simulator. But the thing that surprised me about it, it has a story. Like, it actually has not an interesting story, but it's like, I don't know, kind of interesting. While you're doing your jobs, you're getting texts from, like, random people in the city. And you're getting this whole story of this, like, government conspiracy of the mayor, like, funneling water and selling it to a billionaire. Kind of weird. It was completely unexpected, but I, I like Power Wash Simulator. I like the little like texts and emails you get from the, the client as you're doing the job. They're like Oh and House Flipper? Clean, uh no with power washing too. Like one of the oh, jobs yeah. it's fairly early on, it's you're now like washing the person's like parents' house. And they're like, Oh, dad is out looking out the front door. He hasn't been outside in twenty seven years. So he <laughs> well, must yeah. like it. And it's through those where you're getting a text when people are like, hey, like cats are missing in this town. Like, where are all the cats? And you find this whole conspiracy of cats missing and then a volcano that might erupt and an ancient civilization that you're power washing their statues. It's kind of weird. You obviously don't need to at least see the story, but I recommend checking out Power Wash Simulator, especially if you have some friends to play with. Just well, don't play I, when you're tired. I, I assume, too, you are also probably playing at work. Like cloud picking it up and, and yes, whatnot. it's a great cloud game that because was, that that's the other thing. Assumptions. Because that's the other thing too. It I never noticed an autosave symbol. Like when you play a lot of games, they have obviously an autosave symbol. I never saw one with Power Wash Simulator, but the autosave in Power Wash Simulator is amazing. Like literally, you just spray a little doorknob, and I would just quit right away, and it saved my progress. Like right there, like it saved literally every spray I was doing. It was fantastic. So yeah, highly recommend Power Wash Simulator. Yeah, so, well, so you know what honestly has actually surprised me, and and I jumped into more than I thought I would because you know me and builder games has been the two point games. So 
I think I love the two point series. Well, and I know you do. So that that's that's like kind of a given, right? You love builder games. And I struggled with Evil Genius a little bit. And so generally, like this isn't my style of gameplay. So I don't know what it is, but you had talked about the two point games on the Evil Genius yeah. episode. So yep. when they came out, I was like, I think I'm gonna give it a shot. I don't really you know, we were between episodes. I don't really know what I felt like playing. So I wanted to give something a shot. And honestly, I have been pleasantly surprised. The building is like pretty simplified. The management is simple. They're cheeky. They're fun, challenging, but not too challenging. And I just, I, I don't know. I've been having a lot of fun with them so far. I have not progressed past the first of either worlds. Like I've been able to, I've just been trying to max out the first one before I move on. But yeah, I, I, I've honestly found myself more into them than I would have thought. And I guess I'm kind of hoping we do an episode on them at some point. Ah, yeah. I mean, those games are actually pretty big enough that we probably could do an episode on, but uh, like yeah, even they just, if we did like a split and do like both of them in one episode, but I think we could do one per, uh, we probably could split. Uh, yeah. So the new one that came out was two point campus. And if you play two point hospital, you kind of know what you're getting into with two point campus, two point campus, isn't going to change your opinion if you didn't like two point hospital, but yeah, I, I love the two point series. Because what surprises me, too, with these builder games, the uh, two-point series, they're huge. Like, I've put well over, I think, 40-something hours in two-point hospital, and I'm not done with the campaign yet. Like, there's there's a lot to them. You're doing a lot of the same things, but the radio in the two-point series is, is really entertaining. I love playing I, that game with a headset. I did notice that. One of the things that I liked, and maybe this happens with more builder games than I realize, and I, I just don't give them enough of a chance but I love the function of just like the copy room. Oh, yeah. So you can like, if you have a room that's laid out and you're just looking for like a nice design, it works, it fits. Yeah. It's just pick it up and move it or even just pick up and move a room. Like, ah, oh, crap. I rebuilt this. I built this like one square off from where I want to. Now I have this random hallway on the side of the room. Nope. Just pick it up and move it. And it's such a quality of life thing that especially playing this style of game on a controller, it, it just makes it a world of difference. Like on a computer, a mouse and keyboard, if I'm trying to do all the same things, fine, I'll rebuild. But I just, I, I loved that ability or I've loved that ability so far in playing those in both of the two point games. So I definitely been something that I've been playing more than I would have, would have thought I would have uh, when games came out. Yeah. Two point hospital was, uh, I've mentioned before that there's usually a game I play when I edit because like I can just play something that I can either pause or just, it's really kind of mindless. Power washing simulator was one, obviously. And then yeah, two point hospital was another one I played for a while. Like while I edited the podcast, I would just, you know, play it and just let things kind of run. Yeah. So both me and Keith recommend yeah two point hospital, or two point campus are both a lot of fun. Um, but I actually do have another kind of working game. Uh, since we don't do game pass PC, which is kind of unfortunate, but, uh, you don't want to shell out money for PC Keith. Cause you know, you have, you have a computer that barely runs this podcast, but, uh, another Pops kind of working sticks game. and scotch tape. Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> I was addicted to this game. Uh, it's called, it's a stupid name. It's called hard space colon shipbreaker. It should have just been called shipbreaker. I don't know why they call it hard space. It stupid and name. Colon. Yeah. Just, just Shipbreaker, because literally the entire game, everyone calls you Shipbreaker, because that's your job. But what Shipbreaker is, it is really fun. The whole concept of it is you are kind of like this blue-collar Joe that signed up for this company that this is like, of course, typical evil corporation, essentially making you a slave. 
Like, yes, you are quote unquote working for money, but like they tax you up the butt that you can't actually pocket any of that money. And the whole purpose of the game is you are basically every day going into work. You pick a ship. Um, as you progress, you get obviously bigger ships, but they're spaceships. And you're, you know, it's a zero G game where you're floating in space and you're essentially trying to break the ship apart. Now, it's not just, hey, just slice it any way you want. You actually have to break the ship apart to like aluminum and metals and like send them to the specific furnaces. And you also don't want to break the pieces too much. You want to have them as big as solid chunks because then you get a bigger payout. So it's this cool puzzle game while also doing another kind of simulator job thing. And it's, I had so much fun with it. It has a story, but the story was just meh. It's honestly, you could kind of guess what it is when I talk about an evil corporation. So you can kind of guess how that story is going to go. But I just had such a fun time figuring out this puzzle aspect of like, it's essentially like peeling an onion. Like you got to do it by layers. Make sure you don't start from the inside because then you start working with sensitive material like fuel or the re- uh, nuclear reactor or the coolant. It's, I had so much fun with it. I was addicted to that game for like a week and then I beat it, got a thousand achievements on it. Very easy gamer score. And then I was, I was done. My biggest complaint with it, though, is th- there should have been more tools. You, you essentially just use your grapple and your laser. You get some other little tools that are just kind of useless. But I highly recommend Hard Space Shipbreaker. I had a lot of fun. But like I said, unfortunately, it's only on Game Pass PC. What's, what's stopping it from coming to, to console? I, mean, just, uh, I don't know. They haven't done it, basically? Or, Probably. I don't know if there was like, anything about it that you needed a mouse no. and keyboard or anything. It definitely doesn't need a mouse and keyboard. I could see it, maybe. I don't know if it's just such a small studio that they wouldn't do it, but it definitely could come to PC. Like I said, you only use, even when you unlock the extra tools, you maybe have like four tools. So you could easily map that to like the D-pad. And it's just really just breaking things apart and sending them to furnaces. So it's really simple mechanics. Um, maybe the zero-G aspect you may might be a little difficult on controller. Because we've talked about with some games with zero G that it can be a little difficult, but I think it's I think it's doable. You know, it's been on a big drought of, and I think this might be because, like you said, Game Pass is in like a weird system thing now. But I haven't seen any good roguelikes recently. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Thank I, God. You know what I did do though? What? I went back. I went back. Because remember, I complained about Nuclear Throne. I was like, that's a bad, that's a bad roguelike. And I I told you, I was like, it's gotten a lot of good reviews. Yeah, I went back. I still don't know if I love it, but it's actually a lot better than I thought I gave it credit for. So I I found, I even in the drought of roguelikes, I still found one. So if you're like me (laughs) and you're not sure, there is, there might still be more. Don't keep, don't quit digging. They they still exist. Because also, Dead Cells, speaking of going back. I think we've talked about it before. One of the nice things about Dead Cells actually is that they've continued to give free updates all on Game Pass. So I finally decided to go back and check it out because it's like, man, it has been a long time. And they now have an assist mode. And it's, it needed it. it that, like, yeah. that was what we were complaining about. That game got crazy hard really fast. It really is. And I don't remember. I, I should have like written down or, or marked down all the different things. But one of the biggest ones is that you can just start over at your last checkpoint. 
So you lose everything that you had up until the point where you died, but you can consistently keep going back to a checkpoint over and over and over again. Oh. So if you really get to, if you're like, oh man, I, I know I can beat this boss, just keep trying and you can, and you can do it. And there's a lot of other things as far as like damage and, and all of the kind of the, the standard assist mode, but it really was nice. But I forgot just like the simplicity of the, of the items while there's such a fast number of them, it just. I forgot how nice it felt and it, and it's a ton of fun actually. Like if, if you're again, like me, you like roguelikes and, and you kind of maybe stale on them for a little bit. If you haven't been on that one for a while, go back and give dead cells a try. Um, and, and don't be afraid to try try on the assess modes because it's that game is hard. And, and if that's what it takes to progress, go for it and do it without shame. Uh, but speaking about going back to games, uh, we both have been playing the new Sea of Thieves update. Heck yeah! What do you think of the new Captain update? I honestly, I, 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 it's so much fun. It's so simple, and there's I don't know. Maybe I'm just only not seeing everything that's involved. I don't know how much new stuff is really. I feel like is in there, or what is new from what I've missed over the years. But I, it's I love the ability to name my ship, and that's cool. But beyond that, the stat keeping on your individual ship, I think, has got to be the coolest thing about it, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, my only complaint with this uh, captaincy update. So as we, as Keith was saying, like, yeah, the new update with Sea of Thieves is you now can pay. You pay the in-game gold. So not you're not spending any real money. But yeah, you can buy a sloop, brigantine, and a galleon. Obviously, each one has a different price. Galleon being more expensive, sloop being the cheapest. You name your ship, you can save the design, which that was kind of annoying that while you're like saving the design, you're paying money to have it saved to a template. Kind of weird. It's just another way for them to sink. I don't know, have you to sink your money in. It's not expensive. It's not that big of a complaint. Uh, my only thing that, that kind of stinks about this update is that I feel like it's a bit too late because so the whole you can only buy a ship if you're a pirate legend. So if you're someone who's already kind of gone through the game, you know, you're now a pirate legend, more than likely you are pirate legends with your other friends. And so now this update came and now you're kind of arguing of like, are we taking my ship or are we taking your ship? Because the stats don't carry over. So you're kind of having these adventures with the ship, but it, you have to fight with your friend of whose ship are we taking? This update very much feels like someone who's like me. Hey, I'm a pirate legend but I have a bunch of friends who have not played Sea of Thieves. Let me rope them into Sea of Thieves and become crew to my ship. That's what I feel like the update's good for, but that's not the case for majority of the people. Majority of the people have already a set crew, and your set crew are probably all pirate legends. So basically only one person, they get to use their ship, and everyone else has to just join along. That being said, though, overall, I like it. I'm glad that they finally have a ship. I love that you can now store your voyages on the, the ship itself so you can just stay out to sea and have fun. There's not a lot of meat to this content. It is a lot of more quality of life stuff. Like they also added the sovereigns, which is like another faction. That's just a, honestly a quick way to sell your loot. You just sell any of the loot to them and they distribute it to the people that it's supposed to do at no like penalty. It's just once it's just a nice quality of life thing. So I think it's a solid update. I just don't think it's amazing. You know what I think would be cool about that though is like I, you know, you had told me you have to be a pirate legend to use the sovereigns, right? Yeah. So it would be cool if 
it, it would have no impact to us. So it's easy for me to say it would be cool, but like anyone could use it, but you had to pay like a 20% if you didn't have it or per faction that you had mastered, like different things. Like I think that would be a cool way to shake it up. And honestly, why not? It, it's all in-game currency that I think, yeah, you can spend money on, but really no one needs to or should. And it's at the end of the day, like I, I it's the same reason like i stopped being mad about people sinking my ship and stealing my treasure long ago i'm just like ah that's inconvenient but yeah like lost money is nothing because i i've never been one to be like i'm gonna stash a million gold on my boat like no i've got one one captain's chest i'm gonna go ahead and just turn that in on my way by because <laughs> why not well i know that's like one suggestion we always thought of is we always wish there was an outpost that was actually governed by like npcs and it was like a like a friendly zone that literally no PvP could happen. And yeah, the penalty of actually trading into there would be like yeah, twenty percent deduction into your gold. I think that would have been cool because that's still one of my biggest complaints is when people will not stop chasing you. Like you're like I want to get off of this game, but I want to turn my stuff in, and these people have been chasing me for over an hour. Like stop! I wish there was a zone that you could just be like boom, nobody can deal with me. Like I'll just take a cut and pay, be done with yeah, it. Yeah, just like disables all weapons disables all cannons and, and there you go yeah i would i would take that but we mentioned too because i don't know is is it tied to this update the amount of new enemies that spawn on on islands because i was trying to do just like a simple treasure dig and i felt like every time i tried to dig anything it was it was like three different enemy types they would fight each other sure but it was just always, always battles. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, well, it's, no, it's just, that's kind of a thing that's happening. I do feel like they're spawning a little bit. More. I don't know if it's a bug, but now that there's like three types of enemies now, you're going to get the skeletons, you got the ghosts and you got the, the sea folk. Like, yeah, it's just, something's always spawning and it is kind of annoying sometimes. And there's like two or three different kind of sea folk too, aren't there? There's like the big hulking yeah. ones. There's like, there's the an eel and there's ones. a clams. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a whole big mess. It's it really is cool to have that much variety in the game, but it it sometimes makes me just miss the old days. I want I want like a little bit of everything. Like what if what if Sea of Thieves is like a World of Warcraft reset where they just did like a re-release of the game and it was like what do they call it with World of Warcraft like vanilla? Just, yep. When they released before any yeah, expansions. Just do that with, yeah, just do that with Sea of Thieves maybe just a few small quality of life touches like the the captain of the ship and all that and then just give me the basic game again you just want a hard reset a little bit yeah <laughs> miss those days but keith i know you were talking about like trying to find roguelikes and i think it's funny that you roped me into a game that it's kind of disguised as a roguelike it's kind of like a roguelike but uh we've been playing a bit of far out space lines and Far Out Space Lines, we were thinking about maybe doing an episode on, but honestly, it's it's kind of too simple of a game. But it's a mixture between Overcooked, um, FTL, if anyone's played that on the PC. One of my favorite games. Love that game. Um, and then it also has like a little bit of roguelike elements to it. Essentially, the game is you are buying a spaceship, a uh, cruise line spaceship, and you are essentially trying to, you know, ferry passengers from point A to point B. And as you're doing it, you're kind of like you and your friends are trying to manage certain systems onto the ship. 
Like one person has to steer, maybe one person navigates, but you also have to entertain your passengers, feed them. You know, hopefully you have a bathroom on your ship, maybe clean the bathroom if you're lucky enough to own a mop and bucket. I was, I've been having a ton of fun with this game with you. We've only been doing two players. We haven't been able to rope Liz into it yet, but it's very simple. I've, I've been having, I think it's a lot of fun to play with your friends. My only frustration so far with the game is I feel like it's very unforgiving. Like, you can really get set back when you lose. Yeah, we haven't we haven't really been able to figure that out as much. The The banking feature where you can save some of your money is it's a little bit sparse, uh, as Liz would say. And, <laughs> and so, well, that's not, I shouldn't say that. She's not here to defend herself. Yeah. Um, but but really though it's that's like one of my few complaints too is is just that but i played like i think i had played maybe one or two runs by myself when the game came out i think like a month ago and then yeah just whatever reason the other night i i mentioned it to you and we we fired it up and yeah it's not a fun i, I do not like having, it solo i've tried it solo yeah it's it really is just it's not and it's it's one of those games that i never disliked overcooked i was just like man this is overwhelming and i would get kind of stressed out with it and it was just it's kind of hard and this game is too but at the same time it's i don't know it's so much more fun to me like and maybe it was because of the fact that i i took i think the easier job sometimes i'm not sure but i i just kind of <laughs> navigated the ship and you navigate i i do everything <laughs> i feed the passengers i dance a lot i clean the bathrooms yeah i mean you were you were doing such a good job at it. I don't know. And and then I tried and then you would get mad at me because I might or may not have crashed the, the, the ship a couple times when I did that. But, you know, nonetheless, it was, it's, I don't know, just pleasantly more fun than I, I really would have expected. So if you've got friends to play with it, I think you can host online guy games and like maybe you can use like the Xbox looking for party to find people to play with otherwise. But this to me feels like one of those games that even even just play, playing with random people wouldn't be as fun because it's, it's the ability to, I don't know, kind of just laugh and yell at your friends while you're playing it is what makes it so much fun. So I think this game is really built on playing with friends, not just any multiplayer. As great as this game is to play alone, it is always more fun to join with friends. Unfortunately, it could be difficult to find someone to play with and joining randoms is always a mixed bag. Luckily, there's now an easier way with our new sponsor, eBlitz, the social app for gamers. How eBlitz works is you create a profile, add some of your favorite games, write a quick message about yourself, then you can browse other gamers that match your tags or games you like. Now you have to do is swipe right on those you're interested or swipe left to pass. If you have a match, you join a chat within the app and you can coordinate your game time. But what if you end up matching with someone who has serious gamer rage like Keith? Well, you can return to the app and rate them on a five-point scale to help others avoid the toxicity. eBlitz covers a wide array of games from competitive to cooperative like Apex Legends, Call of Duty, Rainbow Six Siege, Minecraft, and many more. eBlitz is fast, easy, and free, so check it out today on the Apple Store or Google Play or go to www.eblitz.gg for more information. But yeah, so both me and Keith recommend Far Out Space Lines. I believe that's the name. The name is kind of confusing, honestly. But yeah, we've had a ton of fun with it. If you have a couple group of friends to play with, it's it's worth checking out. Achievements are also pretty easy. I feel like I've been getting quite a bit from it. Uh, but yeah, that's, you know, we could get into some free-to-play games. You know, new Apex season's out. I've been loving it. 
Turbo uh, Golf is actually tons of fun. Hopefully they add achievements soon. Yeah. But otherwise, it's actually tons of fun. Oh, yeah. We've been playing Turbo Golf Racing. Uh, that is... We might do an episode on that, but it's in preview. We try not to play a game, like do a review on a game that's in preview. I mean, it feels very solid, but uh, yeah, I've actually been having a ton of fun with Turbo Golf Racing. But uh, Keith, let's talk a little bit about games that are coming up this month in Game Pass. So as I said, there's kind of a theme that's been going on with Game Pass. You know, past recently, it's been like working games, but upcoming, it's a lot of storytelling games, which isn't a bad thing. Like storytelling games, obviously, yes, are very light on gameplay, but man, is there some good writing in some of these games? Um, so coming up within this month, very soon, you have coffee talk, which actually is out now. Uh, I've seen a ton of great reviews of coffee talk. Coffee talk is just, you run a coffee shop. You, the gameplay is very simple. You're kind of brewing coffee for these people, like with the ingredients you have very simple mechanics. It's essentially, as you can tell by the name of the game, you talking while drinking coffee. And I heard the stories that are happening within this game are phenomenal. It's a bit like sci-fi, cyberpunk, but also a bit fantasy, you know, dealing with like elves and like goblins type I, of people. I actually started it last night. I, I saw it on there. I was like, I'm going to try this out. Uh, so I, I can say about 45 minutes in. Yeah, it's it's very fantasy driven. So it's set in Seattle, coffee shop in Seattle. Weird, I know. And um, yeah, it's like, like you said, it's like orcs, elves, like all very fantasy driven characters within there. Um, but yeah, it's at least so far, I didn't find any of the stories like, wow, like you have like a star-crossed lovers and I don't oh, know. Some uh, of the characters from what are kind of interesting. What I've seen in reviews though is like, it's because like a lot of those characters come back and so like it builds oh, yeah. onto those stories and I heard like, yeah, oh, like, I, some will get really good. I, I'm sure, and, and that's and that's what I'm saying. Is I'm not necessarily like, oh man, these stories were so boring. But because again, I I played less than an hour. Um, it's all it's all text, think, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. It's it's like all all dialogue, and it, you have like a phone. You can pull up all of your like all of your things. It's I think it's one of those games where there's a lot of dialogue, so you don't have to pay attention to all of it. But at the same time, all of the dialogue can matter. But what it seems to do is that it compiles a lot of the important information on your phone. So, like, if you've made a drink, it saves that recipe. You don't have to remember every time that, like, hey, these are the three ingredients that I need to make this drink. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it seems, like, interesting enough. And I think probably just the fact that it's so story-driven, I, I could see us probably doing an episode on it. It's, it's pretty pretty all right so far from what I've seen. Well, if you're, interest, if you're interested in Coffee Talk, it's on cloud, console, and PC out now. Um, but... There's a couple other story games coming out. Uh, another one called Opus, Echo of Star Song. This was originally a Nintendo Switch game in which Nintendo Life gave it a 9 out of 10. And it has a really... I've seen a couple glowing reviews for this game. But it's another mostly narrative-driven. It looks like it's a 2D kind of platformer, you know, kind of navigation. It deals with just a lot of characters. The game honestly looks really cool. It's a sci-fi space kind of game. But, like, the architecture is kind of feudal japan-esque it is made by a japanese studio but yeah it has great reviews and i'm really interested in it that's coming on console and pc i did not see a date for that um and then of course the then the last one coming out is a game called immortality which is coming to pc in xbox series x and s so i don't know if it's coming out to the basic uh xbox consoles 
But Immortality, actually, I saw, I think it was um, Game Radar. I did see a reviewer gave it a 10 out of 10. But once again, it's another narrative story game, which is, I think, going to be a trilogy. But it's from Sam Barlow. And anyone who knows him, he's done already a couple story games that have gotten huge reviews. Um, He did Her Story. And he also did Telling Lies, which Telling Lies is on Game Pass as well, which one of my friends was telling me about it. He absolutely loved Telling Lies. But um, yeah, I don't know too much about Immortality. I just know that it's gotten really good reviews. And it's just another narrative story game. So yeah, this is kind of the new trend for this month is mostly just narrative games. But it's not all narrative games, so you know, don't get don't don't get too upset if it's not your jam. Because also coming out is Commandos 3, HD remastered. Keith, have you ever played the Commando games? I feel like maybe. Uh no, I don't recognize it by name. Refresh me. Uh I used to love the Commando games when I was a kid. Um, it's a top-down tactical squad stealth game. Um, you are you have a team of commandos, usually I think four or five, each one with a certain set of skills. Like one may be a sniper, one may be good at like melee knifing people, one may have a machine gun to lay down cover fire, one may be a distractor. So you have these different commandos with different skills, and you know it's set in World War II, Nazi. This one I think takes in France, but you know the commando games are always somewhere in Europe. But yeah, you essentially have to slowly command your commando units. You know, you know, you see a guard tower. Maybe you have to get your sniper guy to take out the snipe, uh, the guy in the tower. You know, maybe you needed to go in silent with your knife guy and take people out. It's a very slow kind of tactical top-down like uh, stealth game. It's it's a lot of fun. I used to love these games. I don't think I ever did. I never really was big on those. Is it? But is it almost like an advanced wars type of style of play? Or like no, 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 no. It's not. It's not turn based. It's or? it's real time. No, it's not turn based. Oh, okay. So yeah, I definitely don't know that I played any of them. Um, I'm trying I, to think. I did check Recent, out. recently, I don't know if you played. There was um a game like it called Desperados Three, or was it just Desperados? I think it was Desperados Three. I think it was a, a, the. But anyway, Desperados that just left Game Pass, but it was the same type of style of gameplay. I don't know if I... What about, like, Research and Destroy? Because I played that, and that's kind of tactical, isn't it? It is, but that one is a... Uh, that's a turn base. Okay. Scrap all that, then. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I know what I was checking out, and that was Tinykins. Tinykin? I think Tinykin. Tinykin. But that looks cool. Like, I think it's... So I think it... I And I could have my wrong game here, but I think it's almost like Pikmin style. It looks like you go around, you collect tiny little monsters that all have, like, based on their color, they do different skills that help you kind of travel around and do, like, puzzles in 3D worlds. I don't know. It looked really cool. It, it kind of is like a weird, it almost like Rick and Morty animation style that that definitely piqued my interest. I just, I don't know, I always get hooked on weird games that have that, like, I don't know, just kind of funny, cutesy, cartoony art style, so... Which hooks me on that. Which they just recently had a game on Game Pass. It just left, I think, about a month ago. There was like a Pikmin style s game. Uh, I don't know if you ever got around to it, but Wild at Heart. Oh yeah, I started that, and I, I, I was like doing it on cloud. Yeah, I did it all on cloud, and I never went back to it. But I kept meaning to because it 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 caught my attention. It was a lot of fun when I was playing it. But yeah, I would I would definitely definitely be in for trying that one. That looked like some fun. Uh, but also coming soon is Immortals Phoenix Rising. 
that game's been out for yeah. a while, right? It's, yeah, it's from Ubisoft. It originally came out in uh, 2020. It got pretty mediocre reviews, but like it still has a huge following. Like people who love this game really love it. It's essentially, from what I've heard, people describe it as is Zelda's Breath of the Wild on Nintendo Switch. So it's kind of like a kind of a copy of Breath of the Wild, but obviously you can't get that on. You can only play that on the Switch. So it's like the Xbox and PlayStation's version of Breath of the Wild. And I've yeah, a lot of people love this game. Um, but yeah, it's usually got kind of middle of the road reviews. I mean, seven and eights out of ten, like pretty solid reviews. But uh, I definitely want to check this game out because I've I've heard some people speak highly of this game. So Immortals: Phoenix Rising, I believe it's coming out within a week. It's very soon. Okay. I mean, I've, it's been a long time since I've played a Zelda game, so who knows? Maybe I'd play one and be like, oh, jeez, I don't I don't know what I liked about these games. But Breath would, of the Wild is I cool. Would, I actually own it on my Switch. I don't think I've ever played Breath of the Wild. I think I honestly think the last Zelda game I played was Ocarina of Time. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oof. But I know everyone loved Breath of the Wild, and I've, and like, it just, even Breath of the Wild, from what I've seen, is so much bigger than just about any other Zelda game has ever been. So, yeah. Yeah. I would, I mean, it, it seems daunting, I'm not going to lie, but I'd, I'd be, I'd be checking it out. Uh, then lastly, uh, coming to cloud console and PC is Midnight Fight Express. So this one I've never heard of. Uh, I actually had to look this up, uh, but this game is coming out on the 23rd. Uh, but Midnight Fight Express, like I saw a video of it and it looks really cool. It's an M-rated game. It's kind of a twin stick shooter slash melee combat. It looks like it's like in a cyberpunk future world. You know, you have a character customization where you can kind of dress up your character and you're just kind of doing these street brawls. It looks like it kind of has an interesting story, but it, yeah, it's very violent, very gory, but it actually looks like a ton of fun. I'm definitely going to check this game out when it comes to Game Pass. I mean, I'm in. I, I saw it and my immediate went, went please be a roguelike. Please, please be a roguelike. <laughs> um, I didn't, I kind of just stopped looking at that at a point, if I'm, if I'm completely honest. But everything you've described about it sounds like a lot of fun, and, and I'm in. So I don't I think I saw describe anyone it. describe it as a roguelike. And the no. only thing. I've seen it. The genres is beat em up and fighting game. <laughs> so side yeah, I saw beat em up and side scroller. So I mean, I was I wasn't against it, but I just went, oh, <laughs> someday. Uh, but then there is still one more game. Uh, it's only coming to PC Game Pass, but it's called Exapunks. And essentially, this game looks like you're hacking. You're kind of like creating robots. And essentially, this game is about programming. So once again, this is another thing that is kind of uh, Game Pass is going through. Because last month they came out with uh, Shenzhen IO, which that game is about writing script. And so then this Exapunks is about programming. So once again, kind of working simulator games, you know, they don't have those names in it, but these games are kind of teaching you how to code and program, which is really cool. I'm always down for these types of games. Like, I don't know if I'd ever be a programmer or into coding because to me, it seems just kind of like really tedious, but heck, you know, I've been loving all these other <laughs> working games that are tedious. So I definitely, I, I kind of want to give them a try, but like I said, oh, but unfortunately, like I said, it's only PC. Boo. I, I see. No, isn't at some point they're going to be a crossover or basically anything PC game pass is going to be playable on at least the series X slash S. So there's been rumor, I but nothing's been kind of concrete from what I've seen. 
I've like, cause before the, um, Xbox showcase happened, like some people were finding like some footage or whatever, or possible linked art showing that like age of empires was coming to console and stuff like that. It makes sense because you know, you can hook up a mouse and keyboard to the console. I just, I don't understand why they don't do that. Why they don't ha- let like cloud gaming for PC games onto your console. Fortunately, that's not a thing yet, and there hasn't been anything announced, but I really, 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 really hope it does happen, because it would I mean, be especially, awesome. Yeah, I mean, considering the Series X is just as powerful, at least as most, I think at least decent gaming computers, if not up there competitively, at least that's what I always thought, but I thought I thought it would be kind of a cool thing, and it would be nice, especially with cloud gaming. Even if you can't install them, just, just run them off a of cloud somehow. It would It would kind of make sense. But it's funny because I like I I tried it one time. I think I was trying to stream uh, like a football game or something. Hopefully, I don't get arrested for saying that. But I, <laughs> I plugged in I plugged in a mouse and keyboard like the USB thing, and it just worked like on the browser. I didn't have to do anything. I I thought I would have to do more, but I was like, I'm just going to try this. And holy crap, was it easy? And I assume it's probably pretty much the same for playing games. So like, I don't know. Probably a lot of people already know this. It's like a dumb fact, but I I've discovered that, and I thought it was pretty incredibly easy thought that was kind of cool yeah so here's hoping that's that's my uh number one xbox wish is that you can finally just cloud pc games on the console please microsoft do you want to know a super super duper r- random xbox fact i would love to I feel hear like one. it's just it's i feel like this is just the perfect episode for it so when the peppa pig game and the paw patrol game came out yep it said it came out on, I don't know, like the 10th and it didn't actually come out to like the 11th. I was trying to do that thing where like you change the time zone because I'd hyped uh, our four-year-old up for it, that she was going to be able to play them. So I was trying to change the time zone so I could play them early. And I set my time zone to New Zealand and I forgot about it. It didn't work. The next day I went in and I went and I, I booted it up. And do you know, you know, Paw Patrol, I'm assuming. Yep. Ryder. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dr. Last Paw Patrol. Yeah, so Ryder, the the main character there, the leader of the Paw Patrol, when you put it on New Zealand or like anything English non-US, he has a British accent. It's not the same voice. It's just a random British voice. It's all the same text. It's all the same dialogue. I don't know why they throw in a random British accent. But then when you go back to English American, it's the right Ryder voice. Huh. It's very bizarre. It's the only game I've ever noticed it with. Maybe well, great. This is the only game you probably it tried it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, it's um, I, I discovered that and I was like, that is just a really, really weird thing that happened because it's not like people from New Zealand can't understand the, the English language if it's not <laughs> in an accent. Right. I think we have some know. listeners from New Zealand, I think. Maybe <laughs> they do. just under, understand English American. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho. I thought that this would be a good episode to to point that out. That's kind of funny. But yeah, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up here. I mean, heck, we've been talking for over like 45 minutes here. People have probably been only listening to about 15 minutes of this. Hopefully they still downloaded it at least. (laughs) Because that's why we did this. No, we did it for them. We do this for the listeners because we care. Except so many of them probably just stopped right after we gave our intro. Called it boy talk. Like, oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i think your brother might be the only person who was like okay i'm in boy talk sounds good are they gonna talk about ryan gosling because i could really get into this 
Uh, he has such a weird Anyways. crush on him. But anyway, let's wrap it up here, Keith. Uh, we will be back with a normal episode next week. If you have any game suggestions, please email us at gamepassgrabback at gmail.com or on Twitter at GBGBpod or Facebook GBGBpod or just say hi. We always love to hear from our listeners. It always uh, makes our week. Um, please also consider leaving us a review on Spotify or whatever. Maybe even subscribe to our YouTube channel. If we get 100 subscribers, we can finally get a proper URL. Wouldn't that be something? One day I'll actually start making videos. I've, like I said, we just recently moved. So hopefully I can uh, get my equipment set up to uh, do that again. But I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me next week live at Firebird0952. I've been Keith. Uh, We're back under 100 Twitter followers. So someone get on that because whoever unfollowed us, thanks. Are we really? Um, Aww. We we suck at Twitter. We really. So, So if you're the one. If you're the one who unfollowed us and you're listening to this, I don't know who you are, but you do. And you should be ashamed of yourself. We were so happy um, we got 100. We worked so hard. Other than that, I'm not Liz the Noob, but Noob is EW. Did, <laughs> did I do that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, more or less. Yeah, something like that. I, I feel like she should still be in here somewhere. I'll just, I'll just get her, copy your voice in there. That's too much work. (laughs) Alright, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us. We apologize. But we love you all. We'll see you again next week. Bye.